Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Betsy Ben is the artist and designer behind the Betsy Ben brand of personalised stationery, prints and gifts. She's been running an accountability group for other people in the making and crafting world, which has proved a very fertile ground for networking. Thank you for being my guest on the podcast, Betsy. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Now, you're currently an artist and a designer, but I believe that you went to university to study history and politics. So how did you get from that to this? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I sometimes wonder myself. Um, yeah, history and politics. I Well, I was a big history nerd when I was younger. Mm. Um, I was the kid that was reading, you know, Garibaldi's uh, autobiography just to do a bit of background reading about Italian reunification. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be a really good idea to go off and, and do some history and politics at uni, um, and maybe then go and teach it. But I really quickly realized that it, it doesn't really matter the passion for the subject. I think you have to have a passion for the job and the job was teaching. Um, and I think I would have done my students a big disservice if I'd gone straight from being an education myself to being an educator, mm. um, so I thought I might take a few years out and then maybe come back to teaching at some point later in life. Um, but the need for, you know, an actual paid job overtook any kind of um, <laughs> desire for a job that I was any good at. Um, so I just kind of fell into event management for a financial services company. Mm. And that was really my first career, I suppose. Um, which was good because it, you know, if nothing else taught me to think on my feet and manage problems, project management was big on the list. <laughs> and what, what kind of events did you, did you organize? Oh, some, some dreadfully boring ones, um, <laughs> because it was for a financial services company. There were very exciting pensions roadshows to attend or look at this new life product we're launching. Um, but then we also did some kind of um, motivational events for the sales force as well. So it could have been, you know, the top 10 sales guys going to the Belfry for a golfing day um, or, you know, a trip over to uh, some um, some nice hotel in Dublin for you know a few people so there were some really lovely events to do as well. Mm. So even though you were sort of working in the corporate sector were you still doing kind of arty things on the side have you always been arty and crafty? Yes yes oh my lord um, I again was that child who used to watch Tony Hart and mm. every week I'm going to send Tony my picture and he's going to put it on the telly um, all the time doodling creating uh, I did our A-level at school as well um, and it was it was a real kind of do I go to do an art foundation course or do I carry on being a history nerd? And I and I spent ages trying to look for a university that would let me do both. Hmm. Um, and I couldn't find one. And I still don't think there are many places where you can go and be an arty student and be a history nerd, um, which is a shame. But um, And even with the events that, that I was running, you know, they needed things like creative um invitations and the joining instructions needed to be a bit more interesting um, and we would make banners and we would um, 
design uh, promotional merchandise to go with it. So I was really heavily into the sort of uh, visual aesthetics for the event mm. as much as the, um, the the actual logistics of getting bums in seats and, and people places. Um, and photography had always been a, a really big passion of mine, um, which kind of in a circumvent way landed me in the role that I'm doing now mm. um, because it was, uh, I, I'd had a baby, realized that like a lot of people when they hit parenthood, that wasn't a job that I could do very easily with my career as an events manager. Um, you know, my baby needed me in one place and I my company needed me yeah, in another. Yeah. Um, and, and I couldn't figure out how to make that work. So I took redundancy. And because photography was such a big interest of mine, um, I ended up just taking photos of lots of babies because that's what I was around mm. um, and launched my first business, which was um, a portrait photography company. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I was always drawn to, you know, making something pretty. Um, that was always in a big interest for me. And when did you start your, your current business? Uh, so we launched in 2010. Um, and again, it was, it was as a way to keep the photography business going and keep the photo printer that I'd purchased with my redundancy payout, um, <laughs> keep that sort of running smoothly. My husband pointed out that, um, you know, if I was printing three or four photos and then leaving it a month, all of the inkjets were getting clogged and I needed mm. to just flush it through with loads of ink. So really to, to prevent that from happening, I designed a few prints that could be, printed in between commissions and maybe I could sell those mm. um and it was it was you know trying to sort of make make the most sweat the asset I think is <laughs> is what people call it now but it was just trying to make the most of my time and my materials um so so yeah so I started doing that probably uh, around about the January February of 2010 mm. um sold a few prints to a few local shops and then thought, you know, not on the high street would be a good place to approach and see if they would take some of the designs. And they did, which mm. was great. Uh, we had our first Christmas. We had a um, one product in the Christmas catalogue in the December of that year. Uh, and that went so uh, amazingly well that they asked us to put it on the front cover of the gift, for, gift guide the following February for Valentine's Day. Wow. Um, and it was a huge, like it was a huge investment then as well because you had to pay like an advertising amount to go on the this prestigious front mm. cover spot. Uh, and I really didn't know if I would make all of that money back. I think it was about three and a half thousand pounds. Um, and yeah, so we, but we agreed, we thought, you know, in for a penny. And it just went crazy, just absolutely flew. We were doing something like, 70 or 80 prints a day at one point in that period which was the same week that my son came down with croup which was oh, no. <laughs> yeah so um and it, and it just carried on from there then it went you know by the end of that year we had the number one selling item on the whole of the not on high street platform wow so it went from zero to 120 in you know very short space of time yeah we just had to 
go along for the ride. <laughs> so tell me about the, the Betsy Ben brand now and some of the things that you currently create. Yes. Well, so our tagline for the Betsy Ben brand is a design for every story. And really what we want to tap into is the fact that in an ideal world, when you're buying a gift for somebody, you want the person who receives that gift to know that you see who they are, that you know what they like and what they will really appreciate and that they have you've really thought about them you know that's the kind of the gold standard of of giving somebody something mm, yeah you know you, it's all of the feels uh so we really think that a, a gift you know, and it could be a key ring just with a funny picture on or something you know if you've got an in joke between you about i don't know pet chihuahuas or something and you happen to see a chihuahua key ring you're going to buy that for that one friend who you know will get it and they'll know that you thought about just them that day. Um, it, we think that all of those things are part of your story. They're part of your relationship with that person. So we really try to create something for every story. So whether that is the birth of a new baby or a wedding or um, moving into a new home, you know, all of these are occasions where maybe a bottle of wine would do or a bunch of flowers mm. would do but we want more than just fine we want um personal meaningful colorful joyful and specific to your story specific to who you are um so yes yeah, so we make christmas decorations we make um personalized art prints we make cushions we make a lot of notebooks um, and anything that we think we can apply into that kind of category, like we've just launched these beautiful big wooden letters, uh, and they're, they're sort of printed with one colour and then another little tiny accent colour, and there's this gorgeous cherry wood veneer coming through. And we think that they're, you know, really a meaningful gift to somebody like a you know it could be like two initials for a couple that are just have announced their engagement or it could be a child's you know bedroom door or something like that um so yeah we, we look at everything and try and and see how that would make a beautiful gift yeah and so who are your your customers are they individuals do you work with some businesses yeah uh both so um the vast majority of our customers are um individual shoppers then they find us um we're still on not on the high street it's a platform we're also on etsy now um and we've got our own website so they will come to us through one of those three channels and, and find us um, but we are increasingly working with um small organizations through to big companies um, through to government departments all who uh just want something a little bit more unusual than yeah, then just like a jotter pad or, mm -hmm. you know, another 300 branded biros. Um, yes. Yeah. Now, you're running an accountability group, aren't you, for other people mm -hmm. who are in the creative sector. How did that come about? And and, and tell me how it works. <laughs> um, so Christmas, I don't know if you've heard of it, is a, a little <laughs> bit of a retail thing. Um, and is uh, quite intense, let's say, <laughs> um, for anyone in retail. But um, for me specifically, it's my birthday the week before Christmas. It's my son's birthday a few days before Christmas. 
And over the last few years, you know, you're increasingly aware that you're putting so much energy into making Christmas amazing for mm-hmm. everybody else that, that you know, buys things from you. And there's very little energy left sometimes for your own Christmas, uh, which didn't really feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there needed to be a little adjustment. And as part of some work that I did with my business mentor, a brilliant woman called um, Jenny Pace, um, we broke down you know, where the revenue was coming from. Um, and I worked out that in, the la- in every quarter four over the last I don't know, five to seven years, about 50% of my revenue comes to me in that last quarter. Mm. So I reasoned it was pretty okay to spend about half my time focusing on that last quarter. Mm. And there's no reason that I have to cram all of that six months worth of work into three months. Um, It's just not physically possible apart from anything else. And it leaves me burnt out and exhausted if I try it. But I still do sometimes. (laughs) Um, So, and I know that there's a lot of people around me who are in exactly the same position. And we've been building over the years best practices of, you know, getting things lined up in all your ducks in a row so getting images ready for christmas way in advance getting your product uh, line ready for christmas way in advance um but one of the things that you don't necessarily do is is break down the rest of life so you know you might not write your social media stuff for christmas mm. in january um you but you might suddenly find that you need to do that in october november and and the question sort of came to me was like, well, why? You know, Christmas mm-hmm. is on the same day every year. It's not like Mother's Day that moves around very inconsiderately. <laughs> um, we know it's coming. All of our customers know it's coming. It's likely to be the same kind of topics we're talking about. Um, there's absolutely no reason why we can't break down some of this stuff and spread it out over the year. Um, so this January, coincidentally, my same business mentor um, was going on maternity leave. So she had an existing uh, accountability business group uh, that would be um, interested in the same sort of topics that I was. And I sort of suggested, you know, maybe I could run some Christmas sessions while you're on maternity leave. Um, And she thought that was a great idea, but I really also wanted to open it up to anybody else that was interested. So there's a... a not on the high street kind of unofficial partners Facebook group. And I just sort of mentioned it to, to that group and just thought maybe another sort of 10, 15 people might join me. And within a day, I think about 80 people said, yeah, yeah, I, I want to work on Christmas in January. Absolutely. That's what I want to do. Um, so I, yeah, it was a bit overwhelming that, you know, everyone was in the crazy Christmas boat with me, but it's been really, really good. And we've been able to break down all sorts of topics. And so how often do you get together with that group? And, and presumably it's it's a, um, a virtual network. Yeah, it's a virtual network. So we've been doing that monthly. Um, the last one that I'm actually going to be uh, inputting a lot to is this month uh, coming. 
are we in August yet? No, it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, is the last one is going to be in August because then from sort of September, I really actually do need to start focusing on running my Christmas rather than you know creating this network for everyone else to run it. Um, but yeah, so we've been meeting on about the second or third Tuesday of every month. Uh, it's been a two-hour session, and we've um, sort of broken it down into topics like. Um, one was identifying who our ideal customer is and who she's buying for at Christmas because it's almost always women that are buying mm -hmm. personalized gifts in this kind of retail setting. So we just looked at, you know, all of the categories of people that she was buying for. And then that's very then easy to break down where you might have range gaps in what you're selling. You know, do you have something for um the uh breakfast club organizer at school that she's bound to be buying a little thank you gift for do you have something for the dog walker do you have something that she might suggest to her spouse for their you know secretary or something like that um so we broke that down uh we did another whole session where we looked at um how to write a long a uh, long piece of content, maybe like a blog post about your best-selling product that wasn't necessarily Christmas-specific, but then how to tailor it to a more Christmas-festive audience. And so we broke down lots of questions to ask about your best-selling product. And then we, once you had that long piece of content, we looked at breaking that down again into um, a week's worth of social media posting, um, a shorter uh, length newsletter uh, and maybe a one or two real ideas um, so we just did that one um, and we've even looked at how why and when you rest refuel and recover from all mm. of that kind of stress because I, I think if you wait until you're already exhausted before you start looking at when you're going to get rest and when you're going to get uh, you know refueling opportunities um it's already too late yeah yeah uh, so so we, we spent a good sort of two hour session looking at that as well yeah and so how useful has this accountability group proved in terms of, of networking and growing your network yeah really good so a lot of the people that, that jumped on board through the not on high street group although i knew them um or although I was in theory connected to them in the Facebook group, I think once the Facebook group goes above about 20, 30 people, meaningful connection is lost. Yeah. Um, so you you might find, you know, I think I'm, I actually don't know how many Facebook groups I'm in. It's probably too many. Um, but you know, when you're sort of scrolling and you, it says, oh, you're connected to that person and you haven't got a clue where you are. Um, this was really good to bring out a kind of a, a better, deeper connection mm. uh, because there was that monthly in-person live virtual session where, you know, I, I was just throwing open anything that I'd learned. Anybody else was welcome to throw in anything that they'd learned. Um, and we all picked up different things from each other. Um, and I've started to look at opportunities even to okay, is there something that we can collaborate on together? You know, do these products sit well enough together that we're talking to the same audience? And that's something that we wouldn't have even begun to explore if we mm. hadn't 
you know, started talking about Christmas, you know, way back in January. Yeah. So do you think it's something that you'll run again next year? Yeah, I would like to think so. I might want to do it in a slightly different way, but I don't know how yet. Um, it would be best. I think it would be great to um, just wi- widen the group, I think, widen the sort of catchment, I suppose, for who can access it. Um, and having run it once, it's it's a bit of a learning into what people find useful or, mm-hmm. or you know, informative. Um, and I do think sometimes you forget how much you know and it's not until someone asks you, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can help you out with that. Um, or understanding just what's interesting to people. Some of the things that I think, you know, I've maybe thought about 100 times, maybe told the story 10 times, I think is maybe boring now. But there are so many other people mm. out there who still haven't heard it or are in a different part of their journey and they need exactly that kind of thing to, um, you know, make them sort of take the next step or push them into a different direction so yeah I think I would love to do it again next year yeah so are there other ways that you network for your business um yeah well we've just started um experimenting with opening the studio and hosting networking um connective meetings that other people run Mm. so there's a small um business network in Gloucestershire called Gloss Info, which is, um, you know, <laughs> great name. <laughs> um, and they are always looking for, once a month, they do an in-person meetup. Uh, and on the weeks when there's not an in-person meetup, they just do one via Zoom. Um, and they're always looking for places to hold uh, their, their network meeting. So we offered our studio for that, and that was really great. Found, made some new connections there. Uh, and... The next one I'm going to is a Chamber of Commerce um, networking mm-hmm. session, which I've not been to before, but I think you need to sometimes go to new things and, and see what's happening out there because you never know who's going to be in what room. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and there are so many different things that you could go to, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to do, there's um, Networks is the new yes. thing that I've seen pop up all over the place. Uh, and I, th- I love the idea of doing that, of getting a bit of fresh air and and just walking around and chatting with people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Well, thank you ever so much for being my guest. And my, my final question, Betsy, if people are interested in finding out more about Betsy Ben and all the things that you produce or indeed your um, your accountability group that you might start again in January. Yeah. What's the best place for them to find you? Uh, yeah, well, we're on Instagram and Facebook with just Betsy Ben with two N's. Um, it's luckily enough, a unique enough name that you know <laughs> there's not many of us out there uh, or they can just head to the website and it's BetsyBen.com. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. And um, I'm going to go and have a look at your website and uh, see what I might buy for Christmas. Oh, fab. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.